0: You know, the subject of this podcast, I'm sitting down with a dear friend of mine uh, by the name of Helen Patel, and she is the uh, surviving widow of one of the greatest police officers I've ever had the pleasure of serving with, Pank Patel, Spanky, you know. And uh, to spend any amount of time with that guy, I'll tell you, here we are sitting on the one-year anniversary of his passing. I'm sitting with his, uh, his wife, and I got to admit, you know, a year goes by fast. I uh, I was really regretful that I was uh, away at the time that Panky's funeral uh, happened. But, uh, you know, definitely a police officer that made an enormous impact on my life, and uh, we miss him terribly. Me too. Right? So go ahead. You were going to say something. Yes.
1: If I may say, yeah. if you were at the funeral, yes. I may have never called you.
0: You know what? I, I can appreciate that. That's right. You know. I think you, I
1: only called you because I... Just when I went scrolling through all his contacts, mm-hmm. I realized, hmm, Mark. And if I may add, all, yeah. the, all the messages were deleted. There was no. Oh messages. yeah! Thank <laughs> yeah. God. Okay. Oh
0: no evidence. So you can
1: sleep good tonight. Ooh, I, okay. was little,
0: I was a little worried about all that right. being out all there. Right. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yeah.
1: And I just knew that he really admired you as a person.
0: Oh.
1: Um, he'd come home after a shift and talk about you really yeah he really would he would he would he would talk about you he would he would hate how you were being treated
0: oh you know that's
1: how come i know all this stuff
0: that's you know that's that's amazing i uh, you know
1: he never judged who you were or what no you, did for your you know bond. he,
0: he did you know what he didn't and you know what he, he I, I was surpri- i was surprised you know for, for for the people out there that remember you know spanky um you know, he was, uh, he was of Indian descent, but, you know, he was built like a truck, and he was a very serious police officer. And uh, if you ever had the opportunity to work with him, you know, you knew you were standing next to a good man. And uh, I could tell you that, you know, uh, to, to hear that he actually, you know, spoke about me uh, post-shift, you know, that's very flattering. So much.
1: Yeah, the, um, I think that's what intrigued me to call you, to let you know in case you didn't know.
0: Wow. Oh, you know, hey, I, 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 I...
1: Whether do, or not he passed away.
0: Well, you know, like like I said, um, I remember it was a very busy time and we were traveling a lot uh, with the company. We were out of town and I heard the news and I actually did put up a, a post. When I got the news, uh, I did put up a post. Um, I remember because um, Paul Strawback died right around the same time. And uh, again, you know, another good man. But... Um, but when I got word that Spanky had passed, you know, I was blown right out of my socks. And, uh, you know, he was, he was a healthy, as healthy, as strong a man as you could imagine. And I'll bet you that he pulled uh, a tree stump out of the backyard with his bare hands, you know, okay. and, uh, definitely, uh, was, a, a model, you know, to many police officers in many respects, but, uh, You know, Panky was he was really fun to work with once you got once you got to know he was, you know, and I've laughed with you about this, Um, you know, for all the people that ever worked with Pank Patel, you know, he was pretty serious guy. You didn't want to mess with him. Uh, Even as a police officer, you could be on the wrong end of a bad Pank day. And, and that's not the way, you know, I came to know him after, you know, a few years outside of work and, uh, of course, knowing how, how much he loves his daughters and you. Uh, I've learned very quickly that this uh, hardened man, this, you know, really uh, serious police officer, you know, not only had a heart of gold, but he was a real cream puff, you know, around his kids and his wife. And he knew not to pick fights with you, Helen. I uh, I didn't even need to meet you to know that you were a serious fighter yourself. And, uh, you know, Pank uh, on several occasions warned me that, you know, you think I could fly that past my wife? <laughs> you know, he knew, you know, that you had uh, some sway over uh, the goings on uh, in his life. But he, uh, he always spoke very... Uh, lovingly of you guys, uh, I love you know that you guys got the restaurant going, and you know um, I uh, I can honestly say that uh, you know he's truly missed by a lot of people, you know, and uh, everybody was very uh, surprised you know to hear the news, and uh, we miss him terribly, and uh, here we are one year later, and uh, it, it doesn't get any easier. You know, um, like, you'll always miss them, but I can tell you, it it will get better, you know. But uh, I got to say, you know, I always feel the need, uh, you know, to talk to people like this. Uh, I've got a rare opportunity. I want to tell you, the first time I met your husband working, you know, was not a positive experience. So, like, I, I always wanted to tell you this, and so, you know, you and I started to talk about it tonight. But when I met your husband, and he was a seasoned police officer, so for the, for the folks that don't know Pank, uh, you know, he was a uh, former ERU, special teams. He was, you know, the Canadian version of SWAT, and so he was a, you know, very physical man. He was very serious, had very, you know, sharp features, you know, and, uh, you know, he could stare you down. You know, like I watched him out there in public. like he was definitely an aggressive police officer. Um, you know, I didn't see him get into many fights, but uh, you knew you actually, you know what? I'm sure that his physical presence, uh, and he wasn't an extraordinarily large man. he was a, he was a big guy, but he was not he was not a monster. Uh, but Pank, I'm sure, uh, got a number of people to make the correct decision not to fight before it ever got off the ground. he could he could stare you down pretty uh, pretty easily and he was—he could be an intimidating guy. But uh, I had never worked with Pink before, but I'd heard about him. I, I'd spent a little bit of time in the stations and had seen him and knew that he looked pretty serious. And even though he was no longer on team, he he was, you know, back in uniform and you could still see he had that strut, you know, when he walked that uh, the special teams do. You know, we call them the pajama bandits, you know, SWAT guys. You know, uh, the ERU and the Hamilton Police Service are an elite group of men uh, that have proven beyond all reasonable doubt that they're more than capable, you know, of handling anything. And, you know, Pank was one of those guys, and you always felt that when you were around Pank, you know, that you were in good hands, that, you know, if anything went wrong, you had a good man standing next to you. And so uh, I had a lot of respect for Pank before I even really got a chance to work with him. But there I am, you know, um... I had been pitched out to Flamborough for a brief period of time for some kind of punishment that they wouldn't acknowledge. But anyway, I I had been put out to pasture uh, to cool out for a year in Flamborough. And, of course, your husband worked in an area nearby uh, called Dundas. And I had heard this call, and it it was... Really fantastic because I I had been moved from a very busy uh, portion of the city in terms of, you know, crime and calls. And I I always used to ask for the worst beats because I liked the action. And when they threw me out into Flamborough, I found myself suddenly policing chipmunks and squirrels and, you know, going for long drives by myself. And, you know, and and it was a punishment that they they wouldn't tell me what it was for. So it was like really kind of hurt to be removed from all my you know colleagues and to work with very few people out in this enormous area and so I'm already, I'm already kind of feeling a little jilted you know I'm clearly being punished for something nobody will tell me what it is so you know I wonder I wonder what and so I'm working out in Flamborough, I'm out there and it's the dead of winter, you know, January, and February go by and nothing's happening. Most shifts are shutouts. And I'm wondering, you know, I'm done counting stars as I sit at the Sydenham, uh, you know, lookout in Dundas, listening to my favorite you know, radio station because nothing's really going on out there in Flamborough. And, you know, during the day on a day shift, um, I believe it was, you know, March or April. Uh, the call came out over the air that there was a, uh, you know, mentally disturbed party. And, you know, that he was, uh, he was listed as being, you know, 1064 is violent. And, you know, everybody can be violent. But, I mean, this guy sounded like he could be a problem. And, you know, they read out the dimensions. And, you know, he wasn't a small guy. You know, it's like a 200-plus-pound guy. And he's violent. And he's now said that any police that show up to the door, he's going to kill them. <laughs> You know, so I'm out in like Flamborough, and I hear this call come out for I think Dundas, and so I decided to take a drive. You know, I hadn't seen any action in weeks, uh, months, actually. When I left suddenly uh, from one division to go work out in this Flamborough region, Uh, I hadn't seen any fight fights for you know eight weeks or so. Uh, nine weeks or so and so I was really jacked up about the idea that this might be you know a good chance to you know get involved in something physical and so you know I I came down on the mountain and I met with the officers going inside well Pank was almost inside the house when I got out of the car and so I jump out of the car and you've got to imagine me I'm you know um 13 years younger and you know I'm itching for some action I've been put out in the sticks you know for a crime I haven't committed uh, against some administrator that was unhappy with me and I decide that I'm going to uh, you know Throw on my gloves and, you know, I'll see if I can help. Right. So I walk, I bounce up the stairs, uh, you know, going into this place because this guy says he's going to kill any cops that show up here. Well, this I got to see. Right. So, you know, I, I was in good company because I knew Pank was there. I saw Pank and, you know, uh, knowing that he's, you know, former ERU, you know, I feel pretty confident that, you know, we're going to do okay in this call if things get out of hand. And so I bounce up the stairs and he's got his back to me and he spins on me and he puts his hand out and he puts his hand on my chest and he says, Whoa, 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 Junior. Where do you think you're going, All right? And I looked at him. I said, "I'm coming inside." You know, like I, uh, I'm, I'm your backup. And, I need, and, and, and with a straight face, he had his hand on my chest. And with a straight face, he looked at me and he says, "No, uh, right. You're here for a fight. Go back to your car. Right. We'll call you if we need you." And I remember like huffing, like a child. Like I was like, "Are you kidding me? Like I've been waiting months." <laughs> you know to see something that looks like policing again and like pank looked at me and said no I didn't know all right you could have me oh yeah that would have that would have fixed, fixed everything
1: Let am now that
0: would have that would have fixed everything changing you know
1: the locks on the door he, let him play he's whining like a baby he
0: put you know he totally put his foot down and said go to your car and and he was a senior guy and i was an old school kind of cop deep down inside so i mean i just deferred to his judgment and he just said go sit in your car junior all right I'll uh, call you if I need you. And I said, you know, I'm going to be right there. I was so I was, I was like, I'll be right there. Are you serious? And he's like, yep. Yeah. He goes, go wait in your car, right? I'm like, I'm right over there if you need me, okay? And I sat in that car, doors unlocked with my hand on the door, just waiting, you know, for it to go off. And it never happened, of oh, no. course. Pank, uh, who could just as easily fight uh, with, with somebody as anybody I knew uh, from that time period, Uh, you know walk that guy out the door uh, with not a single problem and you know uh had i been there it maybe been would have been the additional body in the room that would have made that guy feel more agitated and like closed in on pink for all his um uh i don't want to say abrasive like he he could he could rub people the wrong way like he had a way about him you know he's right oh Oh, really yeah
1: every now and then yes yeah
0: well, you know what I, I can tell Not you.
1: Often, no, and I would let him know.
0: Right? Oh wait. Oh, wait I would let him know. <laughs> <Not often. laughs> well, you know what I, I'm. I'm sure it made for some exciting times being married to a cop. Yeah. You know, uh, I, I can tell you that. Uh, you know, being in a relationship with a police officer requires a very special kind of partner.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, uh, you have to be understanding. Yeah. You know, uh, certainly there are mood swings involved. Um, Being completely immersed 12 hours a day, you know, uh, three days on, two days off, two days on, three days off, you know, in that Continental 12, um, you know, it it would wear on anybody, especially in a a busy town like Hamilton. Um, You know, uh, but I never once, you know, thought that Pink would... Um, allow bringing work home with him to contaminate what was clearly you know his refuge here in the family it did. no <clears throat> you know I, I, i'm sure you had to remind him maybe once or twice when you saw him you oh. know, show up at the door with a little bit too much yeah yeah spark. Yeah. Yeah, yeah i yeah. feel like
1: hey you're at home now leave that at leave work at work
0: yeah you know I, and and for the most part you know um Uh, like over the years I used to warn the rookies I would tell them like be careful don't bring work home with you you know punch the clock
1: he never did
0: no you know I I don't imagine he would and then of course I got to spend time with Panky outside of work you know after you know we had that initial you know standoffish at best first meeting Mm. I started spending time with Panky out in Flamborough. you know we'd uh, link up at Cousins you know on Highway 6 gas station Uh, there yeah, we'd have our breakfast. You know, if you the ever good
1: old days, right? If you
0: if you ever saw <laughs> nice to If you ever saw uh, you know a table full of cops, you know, sitting around having breakfast. You know, quickly. You know, like I, I we book off on breakfast. You know, we we'd go and uh, we'd sit down, and of course the chief had policy. You know, that we were not to be seen having breakfast anywhere at that point. But we were far enough away,
1: <laughs> you can get from, away with it.
0: From the castle that we could get away with it. You know, when you were when you're when you're out <laughs> yeah, there on the outskirts, like it that. takes you know, it takes an hour and a half to get where you are from, you know, the station. Uh, you know, well, hour and a half, you know, forty minutes if you drove by the, you know, cop cop speeds. Um, you know, like it would it was really easy to kind of lose yourself out out that way in the country style environment, you know, like being a police officer, uh, you know the sheriff in rural areas and that that was that was bank, you know, and we work with some great guys you know out there too um you know there was a period where you know we call it, well Pank, right pank kind of cornered me at one point and said, "What did you do
1: uh-huh. right did get it out of well
0: way? well no see this is the thing is is I I really at the time anyway I didn't know what it was okay. that had caused me such grief right. um, you know I had pissed off a boss and I, I really didn't know at the time exactly why I had my suspicions and you know they put me out in Flamborough for a bit and so you know your husband knowing full well that you know um, to work as a police officer in the outskirts of the city of Hamilton was usually reserved for people that were in the final days before they retired or or they were being punished for something, um, you know, or if somebody decided, a long you know what, I was a long way from retiring at the time. <laughs> no. So it didn't leave, yeah, it didn't leave many options. We used to call it exile. You know, you've been exiled to 3130 <laughs> land, you know, the beat, you know, 3131, like, you know, it, I I got out there and I felt like I was on Mars. Like I, I drove the circumference of my beat and it took two and a half hours. And I got a taste of what it was like to, you know, police in a rural area. And, um, you know, it was difficult to go from, you know, to make the transition from busy call to call, units to clear, units to clear, units People. to clear, you know, uh, downtown Hamilton, you know, <laughs> challenging policing to, you know, the East End, you know, with the gangs. Um, you know, I could tell you go from that to, you know, rural policing, it was difficult. But your, your husband, um, immediately, you know, after I started doing calls with him, and we we started spending you know a little more time you know, getting to know one another, and he got a feel for you know me and uh, how I handle things, and I of course you know adjusted to Pank's needs. Uh, <laughs> you know uh, he wanted it his way, right? It was, there was going to be no argument. Uh, you know he he was willing to listen, of course. <laughs> But Pank had very strong opinions about, you know, the way things were going to get done. And uh, he was senior guy, so I always deferred to his good judgment. I had no problems with that. Uh, but, but after I did some calls with him and I got to know him a little bit, he, uh, again, you know, cornered me one day and he said, what did you do? Right? Like, listen don't screw up what we got going on, going on out here. It's pretty, we got a good thing going on out here. He (laughs) says, don't screw it up. That was it. He goes, we got a pretty good thing going on out here. Don't screw it up. We got solid guys. Don't bring any heat down on us. You know, whatever you did, like leave it at home. Right. And so, you know, again, you know, I'm looking at him and going, God, like, I don't know, you know, like, really, I like, honestly, your guess is as good as mine. When you find out, let me know. Right. And you know, the other guys were not too dissimilar. You know, uh, Bobby Nori was uh, another police officer out there. He was as old as the Hills, you know, and uh, I thought, oh, Christ, you know, if he's my backup, he's a senior citizen. He's a a big man. But, um, you know, to me, he looked, you know, far too old to be a police officer. He was always sleeping somewhere, you know, and he was that cop that was in like the golden years of before, right before you retire. And, uh, you know, I'm pretty sure he was, you know, one of the uh, 40 year guys or 30, 35 year guys. Well, you know, I went out again, I went from busy policing and lots of action and fights and, you know, shootings and, you know, crazy uh, assaults and and the calls that you can only find in Hamilton. Mm -hmm. And then you, you know, send me out to Flamborough and I've got a guy that looks like my grandfather in a police uniform i've got an angry uh indian guy right who (laughs) who doesn't seem to like me because he's telling me to sit in my car at calls and i gotta listen to him And he's like he's former eru to boot so i mean it's not like he's you know just a dummy and then you know the um the last guy i was working with was timmy milton and you know he was he was all smiles you know he's great uh, great guy but um you know so i'm out there and i'm looking you know but Timmy, Timmy didn't seem to want to have anything to do with me. Oh, and Greg, Greg Zafiridis. That was the other one. Greg Greg sneered at me. I did a call with Greg, and Greg sneered at me. He said, so what did you do? Right? And you know Greg, right? Yes. Like, he, he just, he, like, it was, it was somewhere between a growl and, like, he kissed his teeth like, yeah, so what, what did you do? You know, I went, nothing, you know, and, and so what I learned though, um, you know, and, and Greg seemed to be a very serious, you know, police officer. I couldn't get him to smile mm-hmm. for anything. And mm-hmm. it was like, what the hell yeah. I got myself, I got, I got this guy dislikes me. He's, he's, he's so old and like, he's, he's asleep. He's mostly asleep, right? He's this—he's one of those old cops that, if, you know, he's policing an area. I don't blame him. After I worked there for a couple of months, I realized that there wasn't a lot to do, it seemed, in Flamborough. So sweet. Yeah, but what I learned, though, after working out there for a couple of months uh, was that I was completely mistaken about everything, you know. Um, you know, I... Did a call with Bobby Nori and, you know, he was, he was, you know, I thought I'd have to take care of him. You know, we got into a fight. He had these big, big hands, you know, big hands. And he put his hand right over this guy's face. And so, and he, pitched the guy by the head and you know like during a fight he grabbed the guy by his head with his one hand like a basketball and pushed the guy and he went sailing and i thought okay i you know i guess i had I guess i had bobby wrong you know he's willing to get in get in there and mix it up you know like you know that was my first mistake cuz i looked at you know bobby and thought, you know, incapable, but still, uh, you know, more than capable police officer. I, you know, start to uh, work a little more with Greg Zapparese, and I realized that he is actually one of the funniest people I've ever met. He's, he's, he's like, he's like that angry comic. And some of the things that spill out of his mouth, just like, wow. And then, of course, last but not least, Pink you know, who came across as, um, you know, stern a man as you could imagine in the workplace. And, you know, he was he was a really serious, you know, mean looking police officer and nobody messed with him, you know, in the service. You know, he had that that air of confidence about him and he was always, you know, dialed in and then you know I come I come to spend you know just a few months with him and I realize he's the biggest sweetheart I've ever met you know um just a really nice fun guy and you know it was easy to see why so many people loved him and we, we really do miss him
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know and uh, he's
1: missed yeah
0: it's yeah hard to
1: believe he's not here
0: yeah well you know what I can tell you that he is I can, I, I absolutely, one hundred percent believe uh, that he's here, and that uh, you know he will, he will live on in your beautiful children, and uh, certainly his memory will not be forgotten, and uh, you know, mm. it's 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 going to be challenging, but quite honestly, um, you know, I know you're more than up to it. Uh, you've got some great support systems. And, uh, you know, God knows I'm looking at that swing pool in the backyard and I'm knowing that, you know, you got to maintain social distance. <laughs> so, you know, I might end up using that at some point or asking you to come over and use that. Uh, right but I have you're no always doubt welcome to. I appreciate that. I have I have you know no that. I have no doubt that Panky put me in, in your life. I was really surprised, you know, when you gave me a call and uh you, you know, were? I you know what? I, I was hoping I was going to hear from you. Mm. I was um you know, because I was away uh, when Panky passed and then when I got back, you know, I got thrown right into the mix with you know uh gun law changes this and you know government doing something stupid that and i got sidetracked and then next thing you know you you'd called and i'd been thinking about you know uh calling you but just you know i kept on getting um you know into so many different busy areas that i i forgot and uh, then when you called it was like thank you you know mm-hmm. like i was so glad you did and then I
1: actually did call you back, but then my phone was on one percent, so I hung it up. And then you call me back, and our f- it hung up again, and then you left a message.
0: Yeah, <laughs> well, you know, I, I'm curious, you know, mm-hmm. did um, did Pink ever tell you any of the old stories? Yeah. yeah, 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 was it cool at times being you know the uh, the wife of Pank? Yeah. Yeah, like you know, he must have done a lot of extraordinary things that I, I wouldn't have known about. Uh, he he had a you know a very uh, long career. He finished his full thirty, yeah. Thirty-two.
1: Thirty-two. Thirty-two.
0: He hung in for the extra two, eh? He did. You know that greedy bastard. What was he thinking? Um. See, you know what? This is. I'm glad I wasn't around and in the picture. I'd retired, and he was still working. I should. You know what? I would have convinced him to retire at thirty.
1: Do you know what it was? What? Um, just, he, this is horrible to say, what? but he needed to find a job because. Oh, yeah? I, I liked my time away from oh. as a couple.
0: Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. I
1: like him to go away and come home.
0: Oh, so he would have been around too much. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I loved him to death.
0: But you know what? You need but your but space. I think too. a
1: healthy relationship is a little bit of distance. Between absolutely,
0: absolutely. You know, you have
1: it, to miss each other. Well, you my know, brother and sister in law work together day and night and go home together. Yeah. Mm, forget that. that. That sucks. No.
0: Well, you know what? It's not for everybody. And actually, no. it would it would bring me to one of my uh, one of my points here. You know, the uh, Corona season you know, has got people cooped up indoors together, you know, and I can tell you that, you know, I, I could see even people that care about each other very much are suffering some of the um, effect mm-hmm. of spending that much time with their spouses. Mm-hmm. And uh, God knows I've had my moments. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure that uh, my partner's had hers mm-hmm. where she's wanted to wring my neck. So, you know, I, I encourage everybody to get out there and, you know, get themselves some fresh air. Do things as a couple. I think that's always nice. It's a great opportunity to, you know, Reconnect. Uh, I'm sure there's a lot of loveless marriages. Uh, you know that could be reignited uh, if you just put in the time and the effort. Uh, lift your heads up from yep. the uh, devices. <laughs> we're, we're gonna get you used to using that mic, eh? yes. So what do you what do you think about being on your first podcast?
1: Ah, uh, it's great. Yeah. Yeah, it's fun. Well, you know Interesting. What? I, I I'm enjoying hearing the stories that you're giving me. Well, that you're telling me.
0: You know what? I I could yeah. I could tell you I could tell you a few more, but I won't do it. Right. Mm. Well, it's being recorded. Mm. Cuz I got some I got some good ones. Mm-hmm. Pank was definitely a fun guy I to work need to with. I uh, you'll on. you'll like those. All right, coming up. All right, well, Helen, I'd like to thank you for joining me on tonight's uh, episode of Canadians Gun Vaults pleasure. Behind the Vault Tour. Yeah, you know what? Thank we'll have you. to we'll have to have you on again. Right, thank you so much right, for coming on up. Thank you. All right. Thank you so much for listening, folks. We hope you've enjoyed this podcast. Don't forget to like and subscribe to us on YouTube and on Instagram. And as always, Canada, don't forget to shoot straight. Stay safe.